first heard that term, I remember I had to Google it. I'm like, shed hunting? No, find your why for hunting. Because I feel like there's a variety of reasons, and I feel like focusing in on one of those whys, so to speak, might be a good place to start. See, I don't know if it's going to be appropriate. You know, I might have to put the little E next to this, uh, this podcast episode. <laughs> Listening to this podcast and editing it, I realized, like, man, hunting is so much more than just hunting whitetails. I feel like sometimes on Skype calls, the audio can get pretty wonky. You know, sometimes there's problems, but that's my job, you know? I have to work around it. You seem like a pretty chill dude, you know? Just hanging out with some people, having a nice conversation. I feel like if you're starting completely from scratch, you're like, I have no idea where to start. Just like find a topic that interests you and just look more into it. That's what makes this podcast so interesting is you have such a wide variety of people on the show and you're always going to be talking about something a little bit different. This is Daniel Walters, the editor of Living Country in the City, and you're listening to Living Country in the City. Y'all ready for your dose of flyover state spirit? Straight from the concrete jungle? Well, put down your latte and pull on your boots. It's time for Living Country in the City. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, y'all. I could not be more excited to welcome you to episode 100 of Living Country in the City. Y'all, I started this brand about four and a half years ago. Uh, not even really sure what it was going to be. I just kind of had this cool idea that I really wanted to share my passion for the outdoors and hunting and shooting and off-roading and country music with my friends and, and others in situations similar to mine at the time. Uh, you know, I had a lot of people coming to me and saying, you know, hey, I see you shooting your bow all the time. Where do you go do that in L.A.? Oh, I see you go line dancing. I see you doing all of this stuff. How do you do that? Where do you do that in L.A.? And I thought that the best way to do that would be to start up this Instagram, start up a website, and be able to share that story. And, you know, I wasn't really sure what it was going to be. I, I tried blogging for a while, and that didn't work out. And then, you know... uh. About 
two, little over two years ago, um, March two years ago, I released my very first podcast. And honestly, you know, I've said it tons of times before. I <laughs> could not believe I even made it past episode two. Um, those first few episodes, I could barely even make it through an editing session because I just couldn't stand hearing myself talk. But, you know, I kept at it. It it, it turned into a passion. I just loved reaching out to these people and learning from them and finding just interesting people to talk to and get advice from and learn about and apparently something in that has resonated with y'all against all odds as far as I can tell. But I really appreciate all of you that have been part of this podcast journey with me. Um, and it's not even just a podcast journey. It's my whole journey into hunting, into the outdoors, into really exploring this passion, this whole new lifestyle that I have developed. But, you know, a hundred episodes, it's, you know, I look back and, uh, you know, I could sit and go through and talk about some of my favorite guests, some of my favorite episodes, but, you know, it's, it's hard to pick. And every single one I've learned from in one way or the other, every single one means is something special to me. Um, and, you know, I've just developed some amazing friendships doing this over the course of countless and countless hours. I mean, just looking back, 100 episodes that it comes out to, I, I did all the calculations, I went up and added up all the episodes coming up to this, 99 episodes. Um, it is 98 hours, 51 minutes, and 35 seconds worth of podcast for you guys to listen to. That is definitely quite a few road trips, quite a few uh, drives out to hunting spots. Uh, and I know a lot of you have been with me since the very first episode. So huge thank you uh, for joining me on this journey. I'm really excited to see where it goes from here. But uh, speaking about where it's going from here, I want to take this time to announce a big change that's going to happen with the podcast. You know, as pretty much all of y'all know, I have moved out of Los Angeles. This last August, I talked to, uh, talked to the bosses at the day job and presented them an idea about me working remote on a permanent basis and they were very supportive about it. Uh, and so just a few weeks later, I had my whole apartment in Los Angeles packed up, had the walls patched, locked the door, shipped all my stuff up to Northern California, and went out to Arizona and Colorado to spend uh, basically a month and a half, almost two months hunting. Now I am uh, now I'm up in a small town up in Northern California staying with family until I am able to buy a place of my own with some land. And because I'm not in the city anymore, I've decided that I am going to officially rebrand Living Country in the City. You know, this name, I mean, 
we could say it, it was very, very on the nose for what I originally wanted to do. And it definitely speaks to my origins. It has history. I know it's something you all recognize now. But I wanted to really rebrand this in a way that not only speaks to where I've been, but to where I'm going and is a little more accurate and authentic to what I'm doing and is also a little more timeless, something that's not as dependent on where I am in that time or place. So I've spent the past several months uh, talking with smart people, um, really doing a lot of searching and research and concepting, and finally came up with a new name for the podcast. Excited to share it with y'all. The new name for the podcast and the brand is going to be The Wild Initiative. I spent a whole lot of time really analyzing words and their meanings and looking up definitions and and really trying to think of something that represented not only where I am now, but where I've come from, as well as where I'm going. And I really feel like the Wild Initiative does this. You know, initiative is such a great word for me because I love how action-oriented it is. And it has so many different definitions, really. And all of those definitions, I, I really felt like, were applicable to to what I want to achieve. And, you know, you look at some of them and, you know, I've just got a few of them up here, but you look at one, it refers to initiative as an introductory step. And, you know, that's definitely (laughs) where I am as a hunter. You know, I've been at this for a few years now and I'm still a newbie. I'm still a beginner. I'm still looking to learn and uh, really still consider this whole part of my life as my introductory step into this lifestyle. And, um, you know, you look at it, the ability to assess and initiate things independently. You know, I I feel like that really speaks to a lot of how I did this and is in that I took the initiative to do this. I didn't really have a ton of people to introduce me to this world of hunting and the outdoors. And a lot of this I had to figure out by myself. Yeah, I had the ability to go out and I I did get to talk to a lot of people coming up to this hunt, but it wasn't like I had a a granddad that, that brought me into hunting and, you know, gave me the benefit of his years of wisdom. It was really of my own initiative that I took this on. You know, the power or opportunity to act or to take charge and that's really what I feel like I'm doing as part of this is I'm taking charge and I'm building uh, a whole lifestyle, um, uh, an act or strategy intended to resolve a difficulty or improve a situation. That right there is the one that really spoke to me. You know, I I was living a life in Los Angeles that something was missing there, you know, and before I really discovered the outdoors and hunting as I know it now, there was definitely something missing. There was a a difficulty, a lack of something there. And really it comes down to the wild is what (laughs) improved that situation for me. Uh, Discovering the wild, exploring the wild, 
learning about the wild that improved my situation while I was in Los Angeles. And now this move I'm making, this initiative I'm taking towards the wild is really here to improve my situation. And it's meant to be a new approach for me. Um, So really, that's so much of that is where the idea behind the wild initiative uh, comes from. Like I said, you know, you could define it in a lot of different ways. And I I really got kind of nerdy down into the nitty gritty thinking about like, okay, you know, how do I want this presented initially, in my opinion, and, and really, however you define it, it's applicable. And that's, that's what I love about it. But in my mind, it is uh, not, let's just say it this way, wild is the noun, not the adjective. Um, so it's an initiative for the wild. That's really what it is in my mind. It's not necessarily an initiative that is wild. It is, but uh, in my mind, uh, if if you want to get a little bit uh, nerdy about it, this is an initiative for the wild. So the wild initiative. Um, I'm doing some really exciting work right now. Uh, getting some new designs put out. I'm going to be working on getting the website updated, getting new graphics set up. I am going to hopefully be doing some really awesome giveaways when I get this launched. Um, I don't have an exact timeline for y'all yet, uh, so just keep following, keep an eye out. Uh, I'm going to have some awesome new merch. I'm going to have some limited edition uh, merch coming out for... Uh, just for this launch. So I am super, super excited uh, for this to happen. Um, There's some really big stuff coming up with the podcast that I think all y'all will will really be excited about. So like I said, appreciate having y'all along. Keep sticking with me. Keep an eye out uh, for the Wild Initiative coming to a podcast platform or a website near you. And also, uh, throughout all of this, I really want to say a very big and a very genuine thank you to all the folks over at Sawyer Products. You know, they uh, really took a chance on uh, this newbie podcaster who really uh, really was just sorting things out. Um, it had somehow stumbled onto a little bit of success, but, you know... I want to say it was around January last year uh, that they hopped on board with me. Uh, you know, they've been with me through a good majority of the podcast. They've seen a good majority of its successes and have really been instrumental in helping me build and grow this podcast. Um, and y'all have, if y'all have been listening to the podcast, I know y'all have heard the spiel from me a hundred times. I really do love Sawyer's products. They make some of the most bulletproof gear when it comes to water filtration, first aid. And the insect repellents are absolutely incredible. Uh, the sunscreen is super fantastic. It's it's that stuff, to say it again, that just that simple stuff that really keeps you in the outdoors for longer. But one of the awesome things Sawyer is working on right now is they are really making a push to not only protect you in the outdoors, but but really educate you on 
why a lot of this is important. Sawyer is making a huge effort to educate people on on protecting themselves from things like Lyme disease. And, uh, and I want to make sure y'all are following them on Instagram. You can follow them at Sawyer Products and Sawyer underscore Sportsman. Make sure you check out their pages on socials. Uh, there's going to be some really cool stuff coming up. Uh, just talking about how to protect yourself when you're in the outdoors. Uh, you know, we've all heard about the Lone Star Tick at this point, I think, you know, everyone knows it. And as hunters, that's kind of terrifying. You know, we all have a lot of reasons to hunt, but the thought of not being able to eat the meat we harvest. So, you know, for those of you that don't know, just to put it simply, the Lone Star Tick, if you're a bit by this, it can transmit a molecule. I believe it's called Alpha Gall. Uh, forgive me if I'm pronouncing it wrong. But it can transmit this molecule to you that basically makes you allergic to meat for the rest of your life. And that, as a hunter, that's pretty terrifying. One of the most satisfying things to me is the ability to process that meat and enjoy it. It's really what puts together this whole overall picture to me. It's it's that final piece that, you know, puts the ribbon around the package for me when it comes to hunting. And I don't know one way or another whether or not I could still hunt if something like that happens. And you know, it's it's one of those uh one of those things. Sawyer is is really gonna be making an effort. You know, it's not a not a scare campaign to try and uh get you to buy more of their products. Obviously, yes, I would highly recommend you use their products. But they are just really going out of their way to make an effort to educate people on how to stay safe in the outdoors, how to stay healthy in the outdoors. And uh, they should really have some great stuff coming out soon. So make sure y'all are following them on socials. Uh, Head to their website. It's sawyer.com. Uh, if you head down to the bottom, you can sign up for their email list. Make sure y'all do that too. Uh, there's going to be a lot of great content coming out. So check out the products, follow them on socials, make sure you sign up for their email list. Um, and another big thank you to Sawyer for their continual support of the podcast, for being such a huge part of living country in the city, and coming up for being part of the Wild Initiative. All right, y'all. So officially getting to the podcast now. Y'all are probably sick of hearing me ramble. Uh, <laughs> went through a lot of ideas for episode 100 of the podcast and started trying to put a lot of pressure on myself to make it this giant, grand, you know, overarching event and do all this stuff. And I just realized, you know, I'm trying to kill myself to do this. And I I wanted to make it fun. You know, I wanted to have a good time, a nice, relaxed episode, and something that I actually had time to do. Um, So I started thinking about who would be a fun guest to have on the podcast. And some of you may know, some of you may not. uh, I work with a young gentleman out of Pennsylvania who does all the editing on my podcasts. And he has been... Uh, we talk about it in the episode, but he has been uh, working on my podcast since not the very beginning, but for quite a while now. And uh, he is 
not a hunter. He comes from a family, uh, and a, you know he has a history of just loving the outdoors and being in the outdoors. He's not opposed to hunting, but it just ha- wasn't his thing. And uh, you know, I I definitely vetted a lot of my editors. I wanted to make sure I wasn't working with someone who is anti-hunting that would do damage to the podcast. Um, but you know, I didn't necessarily need a someone who is a hardcore hunter editing. As long as, you know, they had a passion for the outdoors, weren't opposed to hunting, I and would do a friggin' awesome job on the podcast and take the sad amount that I was able to afford to pay, you know, I was happy. And uh, so I've been working with Daniel for quite a while now. And, you know, he listens to all these podcasts multiple times through. And I've mentioned it kind of offhand now and again to him, and we've kind of joked about it, but... I thought for episode 100, who better to have on than someone that's pretty much listened to every single episode of the podcast multiple times through, has put in a huge amount of effort, and it has been a really critical part of this podcast. And especially as I really dedicate this podcast to new hunters and people from non-traditional backgrounds, I thought it would be a lot of fun to sit and really talk to him about what he's learned in his time editing this podcast and his perspective on things. And we, you know, we had a really good talk. We had a fun time chatting through a lot of this stuff. And, you know, I think this is a really different perspective. I think it's something that everyone can really find some value in and learn from. And it uh, gives us a lot of things to keep in mind. Um, So I hope you all enjoy episode 100 with Living Country in the City podcast editor, Daniel Walters. All right. Well, here we are recording episode 100 of Living Country in the City. And uh, man, it's been, we were just, we were just talking. It's been quite a while. Daniel, thank you so much for hopping on. I'm excited to, I'm excited to finally talk to you. I just, (laughs) like we said earlier, I just realized we've never actually talked on the phone. It's been over email and messaging the whole time and yeah, text message the whole time, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. This will, this will be fun. <laughs> so I was, um, I was kind of thinking about how to introduce you and, okay. uh, I was going through and I pulled up your original cover letter when I made the job oh, posting. Okay. Oh, dang. So I was kind of, <laughs> I was kind of looking here. Um, and, the piece that uh, kind of caught my eye is one of the questions I asked. You know, I, you, I kind of put out a list of questions when I listed yep. this job posting. I and remember that. The main one was, you know, what are your personal feelings about the outdoors and specifically hunting? And uh, so, you know, you said, here we go. In your own <laughs> words, although I've never hunted, I've always loved being outdoors and exploring and spending time in the woods. I definitely consider myself a sort of country guy. I lived on a three acre property in a fairly country area for most of my life, and I love it. I spent a lot of my childhood going out in the woods, exploring nature, bird watching, and doing other activities like that. The woods are my happy place, and I'd take a day in the woods over being in a busy city. I've taken the time to listen to your few episodes, and I love the contact of your podcast. Uh, I think that was supposed to be content. Man, I should have... Oh, man, you should... I should have just... <laughs> demerit right <laughs> there, of. man. Jeez. Uh, I'd really enjoy helping out with the editing process as well, as well as learning some new things about hunting and the outdoors at the same time. So, I wanted to yeah. definitely wanted to talk to you about, you know, maybe, uh, I mean, you know how I always like to start. You've heard a few of them. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Just a few. You know, we kind of gave a little bit of intro there, but, you know, so you grew up 
just kind of being outdoors, but you've never hunted. Yeah, I would say that's pretty accurate. I've always liked being outdoors and exploring things. You know, like I said, I'm still living here now, but about, I would say for the past 15 years of my life, I've lived on a three acre property right outside. We have like a farmer's field and, you know, every once in a while he'll come down and, you know, collect the hay and stuff like that. And beyond that, it's just like a bunch of woods. So I just remember growing up a lot of times, I would just go out there and just explore the woods all by myself. And yeah, I just always really enjoyed just being out in nature and just observing things, observing wildlife. And I never really got into hunting myself, but I was always interested in just wildlife and being outdoors in general. So I've always enjoyed, you know, bird watching. I was sort of into bird watching for a while, kind of grew out of it as I got older. But yeah, I've just always enjoyed just being outside and being in nature. And I think that's what initially attracted me to hopping on and helping you with editing this podcast is like, hey, this would be something that I wouldn't mind listening to, you know, every single episode and learning more about because I obviously, you know, we're probably not we're probably going to get more into it as this episode moves along. But I didn't really know much of anything about hunting before hopping on this podcast. And I think it really interested me like this is something I could definitely learn more about. And, you know, every episode that I edit, I'm probably going to learn something new. So it's been a really cool experience so far. So what, you know, you said you really didn't know much about hunting. What, like, what really, I I don't even know how to phrase this question, right? What did you think hunting was? Like, what was your, when you, I guess when somebody told you they were a hunter, maybe, or something like that, what, what was your impression of them? What kind of did that bring to mind for you? Yeah, So I never had like a negative image of hunting, which I feel like, as I've learned, a lot of people seem to have, because I've always lived in a decently rural area. And I'm from Pennsylvania, like southeastern Pennsylvania, an hour outside of Philadelphia, kind of in the middle of nowhere, but Philly's the closest city. And, you know, I grew up knowing some people that hunted. But to me in Pennsylvania, the big thing for us is like whitetail hunting. So mm-hmm. when I heard hunting, literally all I associated it with was like sitting in a tree stand for like 10 hours and just waiting for like a whitetail to show up. And to me, <laughs> that just like that didn't really seem that interesting to me. Just to like, oh, I don't know, just to like sit up in a tree stand and, you know, just wait for some whitetails. But listening to this podcast and editing it, I realized like, man, hunting is so much more than just hunting whitetails. And, you know, there's like spot and stalk and glassing and all that stuff. And I, I honestly had no idea that was even a thing. Like I literally thought all of hunting was just sitting in a tree stand waiting for animals to come by. So that w- that's one thing that definitely like was eye opening to me is like, man, this is like so much bigger than I thought it was. This actually seems really cool and something enjoyable. And yeah, but and I would also say that, as I said, I never really had a negative image of hunting. I always respected hunters, but I think over the course of editing this podcast, I've learned a lot more about why hunting is necessary and just all the things that you guys do for conservation and things like that. But yeah, that's the general gist of it. Well, it's, it's really funny because a lot of, I mean, I feel like almost even a lot of hunters, they don't even really know uh, much about spot and stock and glassing and, oh, yeah, and okay. kind of the backcountry hunting too. Yeah. It's because you know, I, I've, I've talked a little bit about kind of the whitetail stuff and turkey and, and, you know, there's been a handful of episodes, but as, as you said, this podcast really focuses mostly on, uh, kind of the backcountry stuff and backpacking in and being out for days and, and, and all of that. And, uh, but 90% of the hunting community is whitetail and turkey. Yeah. That's like, I mean, probably yeah. even more than 90%. And so it's, uh, you're definitely not in the, in the minority when it comes to like that being the first impression of hunting. Yeah. So, um, so I was, I, I meant to, I meant to look this up beforehand, uh, but I guess I could look now. 
Just wanted to see how many episodes. What episode did you start on? Honestly, I'm not sure. It was pretty early on. Like 20-something, maybe? Okay. So looking at our our little job history here, it looks like you started on episode, was it 26? Sounds about right. Looks like 26. Okay. So you have edited the majority of the pod. I mean, well, I I definitely knew that. (laughs) But so... You started on episode 26, um, which is Shed Crazy. Uh, oh, yeah. I do remember that. Ben, yeah. uh, ben Dedamonte, and that was actually yep. one of my top episodes for a very long time. All right. Um, yeah. So of all the people to kind of be your first introduction into a hunting podcast, uh, Ben is an awesome guy, awesome guy to hear yeah. from. I remember. That was a fun one to start on because, like, I didn't even know. Like, that's another thing that I had no idea was even a thing, like shed hunting. And, like, when I first heard that term, I remember I had to Google it. I'm like, what? like I thought you meant, like, shed is in, like, little huts or something i'm like what do you mean like shed hunting but then i realized like oh you know never mind it's like collecting antlers and stuff that's correct right it's like collecting the antlers that yeah shed off of the yeah so i was like dang i didn't know that so so i guess you know you you mentioned some of it but uh coming into this we talked about you know okay uh shed hunting there's uh stuff about glassing and backcountry hunting what what was maybe one of the the biggest surprises for you uh just as as maybe something you heard in one of the podcasts or something you're like oh wow that was like a big revelation maybe i would say for me just hearing how much controversy controversy seems to be surrounding a lot of hunters especially like on social media because honestly i was pretty unaware of like how much backlash the hunting community seems to be receiving because as somebody outside of the hunting community and, you know, as somebody who has never really hunted and not really knowing much about it, I didn't realize that, you know, there were so many people just like giving you guys so much hate. And I think just hearing a lot of people on the podcast, you know, giving their point of view, which I agree with why hunting is a good thing and is necessary and things like that. I even remember, I think it was the, the Jim Shockey episode actually, I remember there was one point that he made that I'm like, that is actually a really, really good point. And I think it was something about, you know, people who say, like, how dare you eat meat? Like some of those people that are very anti-meat, like, and I'm, I'm completely fine if you're vegan and stuff like that. But I feel like there are people that are very passionate about it and don't want to hear anybody else's view. And I think what he was saying is something like, you know, if you eat tofu and you buy that stuff at a grocery store, that field that your tofu comes from, that was once wildlife habitat. So what he was basically saying, I think, and I don't want to misquote him. Maybe you should, you know, go back and listen to the episode <laughs> just to make sure I'm not misquoting him. I don't want to misquote him. But it, he was basically saying that this farmland that you're using to eat your plant-based diet was once wildlife habitat. So even if you're not directly killing the animals and stuff like that, still to maintain your vegetarian diet, in some ways you are affecting wildlife, you know, and yeah. So, I mean, there's no safe way out of it that it's not like just because you're a vegetarian you're not killing animals like in some ways you still kind of are and there's just no way around it so i thought that was like a very interesting point and i think just hearing the different viewpoints has been pretty cool to hear about so okay so i'm i'm curious from your perspective for this one because i i have some of my own favorite episodes and episodes that i send to people when you know friends or, or people i meet with they're like oh i need to start listening to your podcast um you know, I have a few different uh, episodes that I'll sometimes send just because they're personal favorites. But I'm curious. So say um, 
you know, say somebody, uh, one of your friends heard, you know, heard about this and was like, you know, I'm kind of into, into hunting or I just want to hear what you've been working on. Um, what episodes should I listen to? Maybe a, a few that stick out to you. I would definitely say the Jim Shockey one was cool. Like I actually had never heard of Jim Shockey beforehand and I didn't know he was such a big name, but I think, you know, hearing from somebody who's been at it for so long and is so wise and stuff like that, I feel like was really cool to hear. Um, I think a lot of episodes at the hunting expos were pretty cool as well. And just hearing, you know, different perspectives from people in like all various different sorts, like not everybody on the podcast, you were just talking about hunting, you know, specifically, because there's been like different videographers, photographers, people who specialize in cooking. I remember a lot of the ones that are going over like how to prepare meat. That was really cool to hear about different ways to prepare meat. And then also the episodes when you're just, you know, doing it just solo by yourself and just recounting your hunt. I also remember editing the one where you're talking about your experiences in the backcountry. I thought that was just like really cool to hear. Oh, oh <laughs> well, the one on uh, the one on my elk hunt with uh, yeah, yeah. with Clayton Markser, the adventure yeah, yep. cowboy. Yeah. Yep. I think just recounting that story and like hearing what it's actually like to, you know, go out there in the wild and do it on your own. That was like really cool to hear. And I think, you know, I just admire your determination for going out there and doing that because that's not something that, you know, most people would say like, hey, this is something that I'm just going to go out and try. But you did it. And I think you just sharing your experiences was really valuable for everybody. Even even like non-hunters like me could still respect everything you were talking about and your honesty. And I think that would definitely be one that I recommend too. So, so is there anything that we've kind of covered on the podcast or um, maybe touched on or, or even haven't covered, I guess that, that you think I should maybe go into even more or types of guests or, or anything like that, that you're more curious about? Well, I mean, I don't think you should cater every guest to like the non hunter because I don't know if I really have a right to say like, Oh, you should have these people on and not these people. like, I don't know. I find literally every guest interesting and I feel like every single guest brings something new to the table. And I think that's what makes this podcast so interesting is you have such a wide variety of people on the show and you're always going to be talking about something a little bit different and everybody has their own opinions and their own advice that they give their own experiences that they bring to the table. But I think for me, or maybe even more of something that that we've talked about, but you would you would love to learn more in depth about. I would say I don't know. I've just always found the process of stalking an animal interesting because, again, coming from somebody who just thought about hunting as you know just sitting up in a tree stand. What is that called? Like ambush hunting? Is that correct? Uh, I mean, tree stand hunting. Some okay. I think some people call it ambush hunting. Um, yeah, just coming. Yeah, just coming from my perspective as somebody who didn't really realize that some people do hunt in the spot and stalk method, I think that's something that's really cool for me to hear more about and like learn more about because that was something that, again, I had no idea was even a thing. So I think guests that can go more into depth about how that process actually works and maybe sort of taking you through what a typical day might look like, that might be interesting. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so if I was ever to get you out on a hunt... Yeah. Okay. What What would you want? Uh, well, okay. Maybe we'll ask this in two ways. What would you want your first hunt to be, and okay. what would you? What would be like your dream hunt as a someone that's never done it, never really thought about it prior to this? Um, like, what What would you What What would you think for those two? Hmm. 
I would say maybe for a first hunt, probably don't want to start off with elk, right? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> we've, we've learned that lesson. Okay. <laughs> I think just anything probably other than a whitetail. Because where I live, you know, you see them all the time. They're always like dead by the side of the road. They're always just hopping across people's lawns. So to me, whitetail just seems kind of boring. So I think like duck hunting, that also seems pretty interesting because you usually do that with dogs. Is that correct? Uh, you you can you can duck hunt with dogs. Uh, typically with ducks, I think they 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 more just fetch the fetch the birds afterwards. Um, but duck hunting's fun because it's more of a social, more relaxed, more social. You see a lot of action. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not like you hope all day to see one animal kind of a yeah, yeah. kind of a hunt, which is cool. Um, so what would be, you know, okay, you've gone on your first hunt, you've been hunting for a while. What's your, what's your dream hunt now? Well, you kind of sold me on elk. <laughs> I think, I think they're pretty cool animals. They're obviously big and they look manly and they, you know, do some pretty crazy things I feel like. So <laughs> I just think getting an elk, that would be cool. I mean, that's a lot more impressive in my opinion than just a whitetail. Nothing against whitetails. I feel like I'm hating on whitetails pretty hard right now, but I think <laughs> elk are pretty impressive and really cool animals and i think to get one of those would be a really cool accomplishment so so for your elk hunt then yeah what are you what are you taking along along with you are you taking taking a rifle or are you uh you picking up a bow man see i i would like to do bow hunting but it just seems like man so much harder <laughs> it's a lot more work isn't it <laughs> oh yeah it's definitely a whole lot yeah, more that'd work be, that'd be super fun though getting there with a bow and but probably i might just have to go rifle to start <laughs> Well, there you go. You, you know, you start with the rifle. You do it the as as we've learned on the podcast. I mean, albeit yes, there's no correct way, but you do it probably the wiser way. Start with start with some smaller hunts, then then go on a nice rifle hunt, and then then pick up the bow. Yeah, easier way into it. <laughs> so when when are we going to get you into a hunter safety class? Ooh. That's the big oh, question. Man. We'll see. I mean, it might be coming up soon at this point. I <laughs> <laughs> have a little edge on the other people. Know a little bit. We'll see. <laughs> Well, man. Well, let's just say this: when whenever you get your hunting license, you let me know, and I will I will take a trip right. out, and we will not hunt whitetail. We will okay. go find. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll go do something fun, and we'll maybe go cha- We'll maybe go uh, take a duck hunting trip, or right. yeah. or something like that. There we and, go. Uh, maybe we'll meet up somewhere in the middle. I know some. I got some good yeah. buddies that uh, that are pretty good duck hunters that I'm sure nice. would be willing right. to take us out. So awesome. I'm curious, out of, you know, you get to hear everything on the podcast. <laughs> Behind the scenes. You get, because oh, I mean, I pretty much, there's been a couple of times at, at a guest's request, I've stopped uh, stopped the recording, but, but you know, typically I always, it, it just automatically starts recording and stops when I hang up. And so uh, you get to, you get to hear everything. Um, yeah. Has there, I'm always, I'm a little bit curious uh, if there's a <laughs> What you've thought about all the the behind the scenes chatter? Because sometimes it lasts just about as long as the podcast. <laughs> yeah, there have been some episodes where it's like you guys are on the line, or you're just in there in person, just talking for like forty minutes before the actual <laughs> podcast starts. And this poor guy, ladies and gentlemen, this poor guy. Sometimes the crap I put him through. I mean, there's been there's been I think so uh, some of the ones at the Hunt Expo last year. I, I think I was like, okay, we've got this section in the middle that needs to go at the beginning, and then this <laughs> section at the end that needs to go 
well, half of it needs to go at the beginning also, and then the other part in the middle, and then shift this over here. (laughs) If you guys think these podcasts are actually recorded with me sounding smart and smoothly, um, sorry to disabuse you of that notion, but that's all this guy right here. Don't say that. Don't say that. Um, But yeah, there's been... I'm just curious, uh, you know, because you get to hear all of the non-professional stuff. Any... uh, (laughs) Any uh, any interesting tidbits that uh, you'd like to share that you felt were kind of funny? See, I don't know if it's going to be appropriate. You know, I might have to put the little e next to this uh, this podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, you seem like a pretty chill dude. You know, just hanging out with some people, having a nice conversation, and I think that comes across in the podcast. And I think it's important for the listeners to know that you know that I feel like the guy you are. Off mic and on mic is pretty much the same, and you're just having some nice chats with some people, and you know, getting some good conversations in. So that's what I that's what I hope comes across. So it's good to good to hear that. That's uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just no deep dark secrets I'm going to reveal right now. You know. Yeah. Well, the I, I appreciate you for not revealing the admissions to the various crimes and oh, uh, yeah. where the bodies that's, are hidden. That's a little bit too intense, yeah. We'll leave that out. That's, that's, <laughs> I might have to cut this part out of this podcast, too. Yeah. The very dark part of the persona. Uh, <laughs> so what's the most difficult part about uh, editing the podcast? What's, oh, wow. <laughs> what's, uh, what's something difficult, difficult that I, I always put huh. you through? probably trying to make you sound good completely <laughs> 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 joking um dang uh i feel like sometimes on skype calls the audio can get pretty wonky so a lot of times and maybe it's going to do it for this too i have no idea but sometimes if you'll ask a question there'll be a pretty long delay so anytime you're talking to a guest i have to find a way to make it sound like there isn't this like 10 second gap in between what you're saying and the response or sometimes You'll both be talking at the same time, and you're like cutting each other off. And then sometimes there's random background noises that you have to take out. I mean, it's, there's a variety of things. I don't want. <laughs> it's not like it's the most difficult thing in the world to edit, but you know, there are definitely some issues that you have to deal with, whether it be ums and extended awkward pauses, or you know, background noises that are overly distracting, problems in the audio. Sometimes during some episodes, you even had guests that would disconnect randomly and then you have to hop back on Mm -hmm. and then you have to find a way to splice it in together so it doesn't sound like completely awkward yeah y'all never know which of these podcasts (laughs) were actually three or four calls yeah yeah but that's the thing like you know sometimes there's problems but that's my job you know i have to work around it well and i'll let y'all listeners in on a secret right now wherever this part is in the podcast was not where it was originally recorded. Oh, crazy. (laughs) You didn't even know, or maybe you did. (laughs) Giving away the secrets. Well, okay. So as we're, as we're kind of winding this down, you know what I always like to end with. And, and I'm, I am really dying to know. This is actually the question I was most excited to ask you. Okay. Um, of, you know, Somebody comes up to you, like I said, and they're like, okay, you're editing this hunting podcast. I've listened to it a couple of times, you know, it, it sounds cool. I want to, I want to try hunting, but you know what I say? I'm not from the typical hunting background. I've never done it before. I don't even know where to start. What, uh, 
Other than, of course, well, make sure you listen to all the episodes oh, of the course. podcast. First uh, recommendation. <laughs> very first recommendation. Other than that, what would, you, uh, what would your advice be to someone like that? I'm probably just telling them to you know, realize that there's tons of resources online. And I think just from all the guests that you've had on the podcast, most of them have websites. Most of them have social media pages. Some of them have YouTube channels. And I just think there's just so much information out there just being... In the digital age that we're in right now, you know, you can just look something up on Google really quick and, you know, there you go. You're on your path to learning more about it. And I think, you know, podcasts like this, these are great ways to like familiarize yourself with the world of hunting. I feel like if you're starting completely from scratch, you're like, I have no idea where to start. Just like find a topic that interests you and just look more into it. And I think as you start to find the topics that interest you, you'll just begin to learn more and accumulate more information. And then, you know, maybe you're listening to a podcast episode and somebody says something like, you know, like for me, like shed hunting, you're like, oh, what's that? So do what I did. I just Googled it. And there you go. Oh, I had no idea that was even a thing. You know, so I think it's just a great place to start is, you know, of course, this podcast, but just the Internet in general is really your friend. And I feel like do your own research and really pique your interest that way. And then I think what a lot of people have mentioned is don't be afraid to reach out to people. So whether that be online or you have a friend that you know is into hunting, I feel like once you get the interest level up just from researching things on Google and just listening to podcasts and you get super excited, don't be afraid to take that first step and actually reach out to a community that seems to be very welcoming, you know, very open to talking about these things and helping out people that are really interested in hunting. Because I think another thing that a lot of guests have mentioned is that you need to get more hunters on board. You know, you need to keep people interested in hunting and have a new generation, you know, continue hunting and not just let this die out and let the opinions of people today that are very anti-hunting sort of, I don't know, just sort of control the narrative, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Control the narrative and discourage people from getting started in hunting. So I would just say, yeah, the internet is your friend, you know, do everything you can to learn what you can and get interested in it. And once your excitement levels up, don't be afraid to, you know, pull that trigger literally and figuratively (laughs) and, Go contact somebody. I think I've seen and listened, well, from what I've listened on this podcast, it just seems like the hunting community is very welcoming. And I'm sure to have somebody contact somebody and say, hey, I want to learn more about this. I'm sure a lot of people would be willing to help. So, All right. So if you had to distill down three things, um, just from what you've kind of learned uh, working on the podcast, three things to tell a non-hunter, somebody that doesn't know anything about hunting. You're like, you know what? These are these are maybe the three most important things you should you should know about hunting. What what would you what would you say? Um, or you know, or a couple things, a few things. Doesn't have to be exactly. Okay. <laughs> well, let's see. I would say, I feel like understanding why you hunt might be important and understanding your why behind why you're hunting. Cause I feel like there's so many different reasons to hunt. You know, it might start by like, wow, this seems like really cool to go out there and, you know, be out in nature and be able to like take an animal. But there's also reasons like for conservation. I feel like that's a lot of people don't realize that hunters are big advocates for conservation and things like that. So I think I would probably tell somebody is just like, you know, find your why for hunting. Cause I feel like there's a variety of reasons and I feel like, Focusing in on one of those whys, so to speak, might be a good place to start. Like, why are you getting into this? You know, is it, do you want to, you know, take a nice trophy animal? Is, do you want to learn more about how to prepare your own meat? Like, I think finding a good reason why would be 
maybe one big takeaway I would say is like find your why behind why you hunt if you're wanting to get interested in it. Um, I would also say probably just learn what animals also pique your interest because again, it's not just whitetail, it's not just turkey, it's not even just elk. There's a bunch of different animals that you could get interested in and interested in learning how to hunt. So I think don't feel like you have to confine yourself to, you know, oh, I only live in an area that has whitetail, so I can only do whitetail hunting. Well, maybe that's where you start, but it doesn't have to end that way too. So I think another tip I would probably tell them or another big takeaway is like, don't limit yourself just to what's in your area because there's plenty of opportunities. And like you were saying, you know, you can meet up with a buddy in like central United States. You can go to the West Coast if you're on the East Coast. You can go to the East Coast if you're on the West Coast. Don't feel like you have to be confined to one area. Just doing what you're interested in, I think, is the biggest part. And I guess maybe that's the big point that I'm getting at is like, do what you're passionate about. Like if you're passionate about elk hunting like you are, that like you didn't say to yourself, oh, I'm never going to be able to elk hunt. Like I'm never going to be able to like go on my first hunt and hunt elk. You like you did it anyway because that's what you're interested in. <laughs> and I think that's a really cool takeaway is like do what you're interested in. Like do what you're passionate about. Like if you really like turkeys, go out and try to find a way to hunt turkeys. Don't feel like you have to hunt coos deer. Don't feel like you have to hunt whitetails. That's probably my biggest takeaway is find what you're passionate about within hunting and just go for it. Awesome. Well, if people wanted to follow you on social media, oh, if people wanted, if these all, you don't know, I, I probably shouldn't tell you this because somebody's <laughs> going to hire you away from me. Uh -oh. <laughs> um, I've had, I've actually had a, a bunch of uh, my guests, 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 <laughs> yes. a bunch of my guests uh, who have, have their own podcast. Okay, um, yeah. I've had a few, like, so, uh, who do you have uh, editing your podcast? Yeah, okay. uh, <laughs> but so if somebody wanted to uh, follow you on uh, on social and try and steal you away from me and leave me editor lists, <laughs> where <laughs> can they well find not. you? But yeah, actually, it's I honestly don't really have that much social media right now. I actually kind of got off of social media a few years ago, but I was actually just thinking about getting back on there again. And, you know, I think maybe this is like something interesting as well is from what I've learned on this podcast, you know, a lot of guests have talked about how social media can kind of be just a, a toxic environment. And there's so many people, you know, just spewing out all this stuff that you just feel like I don't have time for this. And I feel like that's sort of like a big reason why I got off of social media, to be honest, is just like, I just didn't feel like dealing with all like the controversy. And sometimes things just seem kind of like shallow. And I feel like you've talked about that on the podcast before how, you know, some people might just get jealous of like people posing in front of this huge animal and just feeling like, ah, oh, you know, that sort of thing. So I feel like that's part of the reason why I got off of social media. But I feel like what I've realized from even listening to this podcast is, you know, one cool thing about social media is that you can stay connected to a bunch of people. And I feel like that's sort of, isn't that sort of how you even got started hunting is like reaching out to people through social media, like finding community there. And I think, yeah, in a weird way, it kind of helped me realize that you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater and it can actually be kind of a positive thing. So as of now, I don't have really any social media that people can follow, but I am on upwork.com as a freelance audio editor and voiceover work guy. So maybe you can find me on there and maybe by the time the show notes page is posted, I'll have some links that you can follow. Well, there we go. I was actually, that actually made me think, uh, 
give you a little bit of time to promo yourself because you are a recent gra- college graduate. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and another big congratulations on that. Oh, so uh, what uh, what are you looking for work in here? Give you your little pro- uh, promo minute here. Um, yeah. So in college, my degree was in digital media audio. So my major is pretty broad. I specialize a lot in post-production audio editing. So whether that be podcasts like this or more even on the video side of things. I've also had experience doing voiceover work and just creative audio projects like radio dramas and things like that, Um, sound design, different things like that. So mostly audio editing for podcasts, voiceover work, definitely. Those are my two big ones. And actually, I might be going back to grad school, but I still don't really know yet because at the end of last semester, my professor talked to me and he asked me to potentially be his graduate student assistant for next year. But I'm still waiting to hear back whether or not I've been hired by those people <laughs> in charge. I should hopefully be hearing back within the next two weeks, I think it is. So, yeah, as of now, I've just been doing freelance audio work, and it would definitely help me if I could get a few more gigs here and there. So, Well, I will. I think I can actually link to your profile on Upwork. I think it gives me like a, a link here. So I'll make sure to put that up on the show notes page. Yeah, yeah. Um, if y'all are looking for an awesome audio editor uh, who now has quite a bit of experience in releasing a podcast um make sure y'all hit up daniel uh hopefully hopefully somebody uh somebody might reach out i'll link to you on upwork and uh otherwise thanks so much for hopping on man yeah thanks for having me on it was fun all right y'all that'll do it for episode 100 of living country in the city Big thank you to Daniel for taking the time out to not only join me on the podcast, but to edit himself. I know that is a difficult thing to do from experience. Make sure you all hop on the show notes page. That's livingcountryinthecity.com slash 100. Check out links to everything we talked about in today's episode. If any of y'all are looking for someone to do voiceovers, audio editing, anything like that, make sure y'all hit up Daniel. He does a fantastic job. I cannot give him a high enough recommendation. Also, make sure y'all are following along, paying attention, keep an eye out for when that announcement for the Wild Initiative comes up because I am hopefully going to be giving away some awesome stuff and really excited to uh, see where we're headed from here. But in the meantime, keep it country, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Living Country in the City. Get show notes and check out the blog, product reviews, events, and more at livingcountryinthecity.com. Dude, I'm going to have to do a lot of work on this one, man. (laughs) It's going to be the toughest one yet, probably. I just didn't want to sound like a complete noob. Like every time I would say something, like "dang," like, <laughs> and that's what you have. That right there is what you have to add to the end of the episode as a blooper. <laughs> okay, <laughs> man, I just didn't want to sound like a complete noob. <laughs>